Star Wars 7x7 episode 2728. Today is the third of six episodes where we dig into the War of the Bounty Hunters series to find out more about what Boba Fett was doing prior to the events of Return of the Jedi and maybe to learn a thing or two about what we might see in the book of Boba Fett. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, the July issues of War of the Bounty Hunters. First of all, let's just clear up that we are in spoiler territory. Yep, it's been a few months, so I think we're okay. The July issues, there's actually six of them, but this conversation is going to go a lot quicker than previous episodes because four of the six issues all wind up in the same place with the same cliffhanger. And just to set it up for you, we already know that Han Solo in Carbonite was stolen out from under Boba Fett's nose by Crimson Dawn and put up for auction at a special event where Kira is the grand host of the festivities. Every criminal syndicate known to the galaxy is there and the bidding ensues. At one point, Jabba bids 200,000 credits for the block and Boba Fett, who is in the vicinity, says, hmm, that's more than he was offering me for it. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> and ultimately, Jabba wins the bidding at 1 million credits. But just as he thinks he is going to claim his prize, who shows up but Darth Vader and says, nope, Han Solo belongs to me. And so that pretty much tells you everything you need to know within the scope of our purview for Star Wars 15, Darth Vader 14, and Dr. Aphra 12. In the main story, in War of the Bounty Hunters issue 2, Boba Fett has found out where he needs to go for this auction, arrives there and ambushes a group of people who are going to be part of the auction so that he can enter the building in disguise. However, Bosk has found Boba Fett and they have a face-off, which Boba Fett wins more or less handily and actually blows Bosk's legs off in the process. So yeah, that's kind of shocking, but Bosk is like, hey, I'm a Trandoshan, they'll grow back, it's no big deal. But He's at Boba Fett's mercy and says, are you going to kill me? And Boba says, nope, I'm going to use you to send a message to all these other bounty hunters that think they're going to come after me and kill me. Don't. But then Boba Fett proceeds to tie up Bosk, and Bosk says, you can't leave me out here because it's cold where they are. He's like, I'm cold-blooded, I won't survive. And Boba Fett's like, ah, too bad, so sad, and takes off. So it seems Boba's plan is to sneak in to the auction hall, create some kind of a distraction, and steal the carbonite block. He happens to see Dr. Afra and Son of Staros, recognizes Afra, and says, all right, you're gonna create the distraction for me, or I'm going to go tell people that Dr. Afra is here, and boy, everyone wants a piece of you. So Boba Fett leaves a calm unit with Afra and Sana and says, when this thing goes off, distract the guards and I just need a few seconds and that's it. And then Boba goes backstage somewhere to get out of his disguise that he stole from the guys he ambushed and gets back into his armor. And as he is about to make his move, he happens to run into Princess Leia and Lando and Chewbacca, who are also there, as we know, and there's no shooting that starts between them. They're just kind of like, huh, 
oh, this is a fine how do you do. Then Vader shows up, and this, of course, is going to cause all sorts of problems, but in the immediate vicinity of his arrival, which happens at the end of many of these issues, Dr. Aphra has a panic attack because Vader thinks she's dead. She managed to escape when he tried to kill her, and he thinks she's dead, but if he sees her, she's really going to get dead this time. Kira sees Vader's arrival and says, hmm, this is interesting, let's see how this goes. And she, of course, is not unfamiliar with dark side force users having worked for Maul for some time. So yeah, she is not necessarily fearful about this. She's actually kind of fascinated. And that's just about everything that you need to know, at least within our purview here, uh, from that part of the story. Over in Bounty Hunters 14, there's not much more to tell with Dengar and Valence still on Nar Shada and running from this mysterious sniper assassin. So they end up in a place where Dengar knows someone who can help Valence, who's already been shot by this assassin. And of course, Dengar has some sort of debts that need to be paid off to this person. And so, yeah, that always seems to happen with these underworld characters, right? Anyway, so when this, you know, doctor slash repair person finds out who it is that has been pursuing Valence and Dengar, this character is named Deathstick, and the person's like, Deathstick? Deathstick's after you, and you came here, you killed us all! So great job, Dengar, once again. And incidentally, Dengar was like, yeah, you know, do you know anything about Crimson Dawn to this underworld contact? And she's like, why would you ever ask me about Crimson Dawn? Like, that's bad news. And Dengar says, I heard that they were hunting after Boba Fett, which I don't think we've seen anywhere else in here. So where Dengar got this idea, I have no clue. The only interest Crimson Dawn seemed to have in Boba Fett is to steal the carbonite block out from under his nose. And there's some backstory to that, which is revealed in the first of the one-shots that have come as part of the War of the Bounty Hunter series. This is a Jabba the Hutt one-shot. But before we get to that, I'll just say that the Death Stick character chases Valence and Dengar, and they think that they have managed to escape, but Death Stick is still trailing them, and it turns out that, yes, indeed, Death Stick is allied with Crimson Dawn, and Death Stick reaches out to Kira and says, why can't I kill him now? And Kira says, you can kill him, but just not yet. It's part of the plan that you're hurting them in a certain direction, but we don't know what that direction is or why they need to be herded before they get to be killed. And that's pretty much all you need to know about Bounty Hunters 14. But I am gonna bring something else in when I talk about the Job of the Hut one shot. So basically, the Job of the Hut one shot takes place before the events of War of the Bounty Hunters, so it is a prequel of sorts, and then also takes place concurrent with some of the early events of War of the Bounty Hunters, particularly with the theft of the Han Solo Carbonite block. So the story is essentially pitched as a cautionary tale of sorts. It talks about the bounty hunter that was previously the favorite of Jabba the Hutt prior to Boba Fett, a character named Deva Lompop. And Deva apparently did something where she owes Jabba and it's some sort of blood debt. It's not just a money thing. There's an interaction where she says, look, just give me a number and I'll transfer it to you and we'll be done. And Jabba's like, nope, it's not about that. And you know it, but we don't know it. <laughs> so yeah, whatever that's about. But she feels beholden to him and has been asked multiple times to work on jobs with the empty promise that completing a job for Jabba would wipe out her debt to him, and he always finds reasons to say, nope, didn't clear you this time, sorry sucker. 
So here's how this cautionary tale works. There's a place called Moss Entha on Tatooine, which is home to Jabba's slave yards, apparently. And so something happened with Baku the Hutt where he is overstepping his authority with the Jedi Council, and he's got some guy, Jarm Brock, there who's working on the slave things and trying to take over the joint, something like that. And... Jabba's like, you know, disloyalty won't be tolerated, betrayal won't be tolerated, so go there and take care of this Jarm Brock person. And so he sends Devil Lompop and also sends Boba Fett so that it's a team-up situation. But when they get there, they find out that this is not some sort of odd Baku situation. Something else is afoot because there are Soikens running around, and I believe that is the same uh, species that uh, Administrator uh, Jahan from the Starlight Beacon stories in Star Wars Insider is. So they are serious fighters, basically, is how we're supposed to interpret that. And once they radio back to Jabba with that information, Jabba says, oh, this is new news. So instead of killing this Jarm Brock person, bring him back alive so we can question him. And they're like, okay, this just makes things more complicated. But they go into the town anyway, even though Boba Fett says he believes it's a trap. And he's actually supposedly new to the bounty hunting game, or at least this is kind of how it's pitched. They keep referring to him as a pup, but this takes place not too long before the events of War of the Bounty Hunters, so it doesn't seem like he's a pup in that sense. He may just be new to Jabba somehow? I don't know. Well, not even that, because he was in A New Hope three years prior to this and working for Jabba the Hutt. So, yeah, maybe a pup to Deva, comparatively, who had been a favorite of Jabba's for quite a long time. So Jarm Brock shows up, dramatically busting through a wall, and says, hey, Deva, how's it going? And Boba is like, you know this guy? And Deva's like, it's complicated. And so fight, fight, fight. And ultimately, Boba is able to corral Jarm and says, you know, yeah, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you because we're taking you back for information. And Jarm's like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, I don't want to go near that Sarlacc pit. I've got lots of information. I've got connections, bigger connections than just the huts. And Deva shows up after having dealt with all the other people in town. And she pulls a knife and stabs Boba Fett in the leg. So here's another situation where Boba Fett just gets punked and she doesn't poison him that badly just enough to knock him out and so deva has a conversation with jarm about you know this is weird like you were somewhere else last i saw you are you actually working for the huts and he's like no check this i'm working for crimson dawn it's really cool crimson dawn people are trying to get the huts all messed up and turn jabba against the hut council and crimson dawn is super powerful and smart and they know things that nobody else does and so rather than let that information get back to jabba the hut you know or to boba fett for that matter Deva just up and kills Jarm and then goes back to Jabba's palace dragging a knocked out Boba Fett and the head of Jarm Brock and Jabba's like, Welp, I'm not clearing your debt because I asked for Jarm Brock alive and instead you just bring me a severed head and a sick bounty hunter and she's like, I wish you would just let me die and he's like, nope. I'm gonna milk this for a hundred years if I need to, because that's how I roll. 
And that seems to be the last straw for Deva because it turns out in the events that are concurrent with the early part of War of the Bounty Hunters, she is the person on Nar Shaddaa who alerts Crimson Dawn to the fact that Han Solo and Carbonite is on Nar Shaddaa in the possession of this back alley doctor. And she's also the one who tips off Bib Fortuna to Boba Fett's presence on Nar Shaddaa and maybe is the one who gave the implication to them that he sold the Carbonite block to Crimson Dawn, not that it was stolen out from under him. And we do find out at the end or near the end that as she's consulting with the Crimson Dawn agent that she definitely wants to see Jabba die as part of all of this going on. And Deva's hoping that she's the one who gets to do it. So there you go. That right there covers everything that you need to know for the July part of the War of the Bounty Hunter series, especially and particularly as it pertains to Boba Fett and his story and also other things that might bear on the Book of Boba Fett situation that we are getting to in just one week from today, which is super exciting. So there you go. That's what I've got for you on today's episode of the show. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.